So in yesterday's shiur, we started exploring the flip side, what happens when a person sins. And the Tanya today, in part 2 of 24, continues that, and he explores something we already dabbled in a bit in chapter 18, and that is the verse in the Torah when it refers to a woman who hasn't been loyal to her husband, or at least suspected of not being loyal to her husband. The word the Torah uses for her going off the path, being wayward, is sister, which can translate as go off the path, but also, as the Talmud says, sister comes from the word shtut, shote, which is foolishness, idiocy. And from there the Talmud says that a person can only sin if they're overcome by something foolish. Now what does that mean, that they become foolish? They're not an idiot, they're not, they're not stupid people, they're good people. So it's rather the idea of, of stupidity that comes to them. What's the idea, what stupid idea, what foolish idea is coming in the mind? That no matter what I do, I'm still connected to God. And, you know, he forgives everything, so ultimately, if I hurt him, it doesn't mean anything. And that's a foolish idea. Obviously, a Jew can never be disconnected from their creator. But yes, as we explored yesterday, the relationship is hurt when we don't do what we're asked to do. A a marriage can still be a marriage. You know, the couple could decide that they're going to stick it through thick and thin, even if the marriage is strained. And when a person does an avera, when a person does a transgression, when a person hurts their relationship, it hurts deeply to Hashem. And that foolishness, that, that foolish idea, and again, I'm not talking about other people, I'm talking about myself. Um, it's very easy when you know you learn this kind of time to sit there saying, oh, we're talking about that person and that sin. No, I'm talking about me and my sins. That when, I'm, when I do something like, oh, I don't daven on time, or I share a piece of gossip, ultimately the foolish idea in my mind is saying that it's not a big deal. Like if someone put a gun to my head and said, bow down to a cross, I know that... I would never bow down to a cross. It's just, it's not happening, no matter what. Um, or, you know, even if somebody was, you know, go marry this woman, who, uh, and it, I'm not supposed to, definitely not. And I'll be honest, it would be hard if someone come and said, now go break Shabbos, it would be hard for me as well. I don't know if I would do it. It's probably not. Why? Because like this, each one of us has our red lines, as we explored in chapter 18. They're like, no, I'm not going there. It's, it's not an option. And what Tanya is saying is, but, but the truth is, everything you do hurts. Yes, there are certain things in a marriage that are real feel like a real betrayal, but every time you hurt your spouse in a marriage, you're hurting the marriage. And therefore, Hashem expects us to control ourselves. And the truth is that if we were willing to give our life up, shouldn't we be willing to give up a, bit, a, a moment of pleasure? It's ironic, isn't it? That most of us would give our life to be a Jew, but ultimately we're not willing to give up our inconveniences. And he explores what he says yesterday, that when we sin, we're even lower than the the sin itself. And over here he, he says an expression that quotes from the, the our sages, Yitush Kadamach, that even a bloodsucker, even a, a leech, is higher than you, is on a bigger level than you when we sin. Why? Why why leech? He says a leech is something that only takes and doesn't give. It's the ultimate evil. What's the definition of, of holiness? Something that, that gives. 
what's a leech? Something that takes and doesn't give at all. It just like sucks blood. So that symbolizes, from a Kabbalistic perspective, the leech symbolizes the ultimate sickness, the ultimate um, anti-holy value. And that is still on a higher level than us. Why? Because ultimately they are doing what they're supposed to do. As we know that an animal will be afraid of a human being if the human being acts like a human being. The Talmud says that if you find that the, that the animal's not afraid of the human being, that's unnatural. Naturally, as God says in the book of Genesis, your fear and your awe will be on all the animals of the earth. That's the way it should be. If not, it's because we're not, we're not acting as a human being. And... That means the animal, even the leech, is naturally supposed to be afraid of us because ultimately they just have a role to play. But when I am not living up to my expectation, and then I'm I'm lower than that leech. Again, uh, reiterating what we said yesterday, these are heavy ideas, and you know it's for each person to ask themselves in which area of their life can they apply this. But I, for one, gosh, I could apply this every single day.